I said the word would instead of wouldn't. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't or why it wouldn't be Russia. There you go. Donald Trump explained himself this afternoon. So that clears all of that up. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> which is where we find ourselves what are you, today. Sean Hannity? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Kevin. Uh, I know. Uh, the unkindest <laughs> cut of all. Uh, Tucker Carlson, maybe. Uh, let's just pick it up with our panel, Alyssa Freeman, who's a PR and pop culture media expert. How's Alyssa doing? I'm doing fine. It's an incredulous day for talk radio, John. Always. Rocco Rossi, the CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. How's Rocco? Putting the funk in dysfunctional, baby. Ooh. <laughs> How long have you been thinking about that? <laughs> yeah, okay, he's got good writers. <laughs> Kevin Goodet, president of Bright Point Strategy. How's Kev doing? I'm confused about how to follow that up. Thank you very much, Johnny. <laughs> no need to. Uh, you're better served by just not going there. So, all right, here's Donald Trump, and he's given his exculpatory explanation uh-huh. where he uh, just uh, misspoke. Rocco, you buying? Not at all, because it's not just the one sentence there was a very long, painful, and quite frankly, disgraceful, um, you know, TV interview and press conference where, quite frankly, he even lost Fox News. Mm-hmm. And and you lose Fox News and there is no bottom. Mm. Um, so he is in a world of hurt right now, and rightfully so, of his own making. All right. It's like LBJ losing Cronkite. Well, I was going to say Hillary and Obama losing CNN. It's, uh, you know, (laughs) unthinkable, unfathomable. Okay, or MSNBC. I think conceivable. Yes. Well, well, all right. So, uh, but it's damage control, obviously. Uh, Alyssa, I mean, you're in the branding business and so on and so forth. I'm sure somebody just, you know, buttonholed him and said, come on, you've got to go before the... Could he have not done it in a better way just by saying, look, uh, I don't know, you tell me what would be a better way because nobody's buying this explanation. First of all, this story all day yesterday, I'm glued to my TV for a PR and pop culture expert. Um, This is manna from heaven for me. Uh, However, the explanation today, and I sat waiting with bated breath, it it is very, very lame. It is beyond lame. However, it is lame because the people who have to do the damage control, John, are not privy to all the information in order to make a really informed decision and to create informed and credible messaging. So when you actually have to do the, the basic, the basic amount, which is let's look at the transcript and see what we can say and come up with, I didn't say, meant to say wouldn't when I said would, that is like the lowest. It's the most basic thing that you can correct. And beyond that, there is nothing else that gives anybody any sense of confidence that that's really all that went on and that everything else is okay and that we should just move on. Kevin, I'm kind of curious if there's uh, maybe something else that is playing on Trump's mind here, his animus towards the media as well as the intelligence community, because he perceives that they're trying to delegitimize his election and, again, conflating this collusion uh, rap that Mueller is investigating now for 18 months versus Russian meddling. And uh, do you think that there's some issue that he's had, that he's got with all of that? Well, I don't think there's any doubt that he's got some issues. Right. Uh, so I, I, I think your take is, is probably accurate, that he's in his brain, uh, overplayed his hand with respect to the attacks on his administration and, and allegations of collusion with Russia, and he's taken it, he, he, he well, 
to suggest he lost control of himself would imply that he actually had control of himself in the first place. Um, he, he, he took it way too far. So he's gone beyond trying to push back on the the congressional investigations uh, and FBI and, and, and intelligence investigations so much so that he's wrapped his arms around Russia. And this will become, I think this actually will become a problem for him because this is where his base, he, he will, he, he now separates himself from his base. His base are no big fans of the Russians. You know, this is the whole, these are the red Dawn movie lovers, you know, like, so hmm. he, he's now pushing himself into the hands of his uh, former opponents and away from his allies his, I think this has the potential to be problematic for his base. And in the past, he can say and do crazy things, and his base loves it. In this instance, cozying up to Russia, it doesn't help him in central United Surely States. Surely the best way, the best way to distance himself from um, attacks and, and ins- insinuations of collusions with the Russian is actually to be strong uh, and stand up to Putin and also, by the way, uh, align yourself with most of post-World War II American policy and not this abject bootlicking, uh, which happened on the, on, on the, in the press conference. But interesting, you mentioned World War II. I mean, it was Roosevelt who referred to Stalin as Uncle Joe. And, uh, you know, he cozied up to him because I guess he was playing a longer game, defeat Nazis. Look, do you he think had Trump has defeated. that kind of, I don't know, I, yeah. look, I don't want to ascribe too many uh, great chess moves to the dude, but uh, potentially he sees trying to uh, collude with Russia or get, uh, you know, in concert against China. Maybe there's a geopolitical reason look, it's behind one this thing, madness. It's one thing. I mean, absolutely, it's one thing to have meetings, and it's one thing to say, look, it's important, and it's better to jaw-jaw than war-war, but uh, that said, you can't credibly say, well, the thing that has driven the wedge between uh, Russia and the United States has been the Mueller probe. I mean, Mueller wasn't even in the headlines when the tanks rolled into Crimea and the place was annexed. They had nothing to do with uh, radioactive isotopes being used to assassinate enemies of the Russian state. I mean, there is a long list. uh, On the the same day the United States government arrests a a Russian foreign agent for infiltrating its country. Right. And to throw your own intelligence community under the bus after they've handed you, in many ways, and, and the timing around the indictments of the 12, you know, Russian agents with respect to interference in the election should have given uh, should have given Trump an incredibly strong hand to play and say, look, yes, we want to normalize relationships. But the reality is these guys, the Russians are being incredibly bad actors. It's why uh, the G8 was broken, why they were dumped out and why sure. a whole bunch of sanctions were put on. And so Trump is an enabler. Go ahead. So here's the thing. I want to address the thing about the base that you mentioned, the comment about the base. And it's interesting. There is still, I read the comments on a lot of these articles. And if you go into any media outlet, and if you have the stomach for it, read the comments. So the comments fall in sort of two camps. Those po- members of his base that are veterans that have fought in Desert Storm or Vietnam, they are incensed and they are saying, this is not my president. The part of the base that does not fall in that and and accepts anything and everything that Trump has to say and will absolutely fully buy into would versus wouldn't are completely on his side. 
And what they do is that they argue. And I don't even know if these are real people now. I mean, I've got all these ideas floating in my head. Maybe they're Russian bots coming in, supposedly, you know, as real people. But they're saying that this is still my president and move on. And this Russia thing is no big deal. So it's interesting what's happening to the base. They're just they're not all offside. There is a good portion of them that are still onside. The other thing to do, and you know, when you give all those examples, Rocco, you're 110% correct. I mean, just look back in history. Anybody needs to do that. I think that at this point, we need to follow the money. I think that, you know, when Trump started having uh, financial uh, transactions with the Russians back in 2009, that's when all of this started. And I think that if we follow the money and if he if we've somehow got to look at his tax returns, I think we'd be able to see the trail of where this linkage with Putin. is. So you honestly believe that the Russians have something on Trump for him to be. Do you believe that, Rocco? Look, I, I'm, I'm usually not a big conspiracy theory theorist, but I, I'm just finding it more and more difficult every day with the statements that he's making to to figure out to justify to justify without some kind of thing in the in the background. Uh, I mean, it beggars the imagination. And David Frum's got a great book on called Trumpocracy, which I highly recommend people have a look at, and that, that's financial links of the Trump em- empire with strongmen regimes around the world. All right. He's no fan of Trump right off the no. hop. Uh, but finally to you, Kev, do you think that uh, the Russians are holding something over on Trump, which accounts for his approach in dealings with Putin? I, I, I don't know. I, I shrug my shoulders on this one. And, you know, he's so capable of doing such crazy stuff, but, 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 but then he continues to surprise me. This one was very surprising, so I struggle to understand his motivation. I don't know that he's just a, a petulant contrarian. Uh, or it's hard to understand, you know, because I actually haven't looked at all, all the emolument issues about where all his money's located and read that book. Um, maybe, but I mean, is is it that much money that that localized? That that I don't know. I mean, and, and then relatedly, you know, if there's pictures of him and hookers and and you know whatever those weird stories are, I'm like. I'm not sure he cares. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, the petulant contrarian. Uh, that's as good a theory as I've heard so far. Why don't we come back, uh, do some other things that are happening close to home? Doug Ford has made some news earlier today, and we'll share that with the panel and get their take. Alyssa Freeman, Kevin Cadet, Rocco Rossi on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. For the President of the United States to side with President Putin against American law enforcement, American defense officials, American intelligence agencies is thoughtless, it's dangerous, it's weak.